0: This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and
1: assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit ShearlarksVIP.com. time poor never get around to watching or reading the news where you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be well the daily news in brief from sherlocks.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day in this weekly podcast we round up all those stories into one neat episode so subscribe keep listening and stay informed Welcome to the Daily News
0: In Brief podcast. Today is the 28th of March and here are this week's main stories. The Prime Minister took a desperate step to win over Conservative rebels on Wednesday, pledging to resign from her position if they back her Brexit deal. May told Tory backbenchers she knew there was a desire for new leadership in the second phase of Brexit negotiations, adding I won't stand in the way of that. May's promise means she could step down before the summer if the deal is passed and the UK leaves the EU in two months' time. The announcement saw Boris Johnson, a fierce critic of May's Brexit plans, make a U-turn to confirm his support for the deal. He is among a growing number of Tory Eurosceptics to back the deal in a bid to avoid a softer Brexit. May's promise to step down followed a defeat in the Commons earlier this week, when MPs voted to take control of the parliamentary timetable. As a result, MPs gathered in Parliament on Wednesday to hold indicative votes on eight alternative Brexit solutions. The vote included options such as a second referendum, customs union or a Norway-style deal. However, MPs failed to find a majority behind any of the alternative plans. Another set of votes is expected to be held next week. Brexit Secretary Steve Barclay said the rejection of all eight alternatives strengthened the government's view that the PM's deal is the best option. The government now hopes to hold a third attempt at passing the deal on Friday, although its chances of success were dashed on Wednesday when the DUP confirmed its MPs would vote against the deal. Special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation has concluded, finding neither Donald Trump nor any of his campaign team colluded with Russia during the 2016 presidential elections. Mueller had been examining potential Russian interference in the elections and Russian links to the Trump campaign. In a letter to Congress, US Attorney General William Barr also revealed Mueller was unable to determine one way or the other whether Trump's administration had obstructed justice during the investigation. In regards to obstruction, the letter quotes Mueller, writing... While this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. While the special counsel found a number of Trump's actions could raise obstruction of justice concerns, the attorney general, a Trump ally handpicked by the president, concluded these actions did not have corrupt intent. Although the president has seized upon this verdict as a complete and total exoneration, Democrats are pressing for the full release of Mueller's findings. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said Barr's letter to Congress raises as many questions as it answers. He added that Muller's inability to fully exonerate Trump of obstruction charges made it clear the full report must be made public. A report by the Business Select Committee has warned large companies must split their profits more fairly or risk a breakdown of trust in the capitalist system. The committee suggested several measures to tackle wage disparity between staff and bosses. The proposals include moves to put workers on company pay committees, cap bosses remuneration and establish a new financial regulator to scrutinise pay schemes. The average salary of a FTSE 100 chief executive stands at £4 million, compared with the average British salary of £29,600. MPs said excessive CEO pay packets could undermine both social cohesion and public faith in the economic system. Committee chair Rachel Reeves added, When the company does well, it is workers and not just the chief executive who should share the profits. The Institute of Directors, which represents company bosses, has spoken out in support of reforming pay policies – However, it stopped short of backing proposals to put workers on remuneration committees, saying, We doubt that such a measure would be a positive step forward for UK corporate governance. In UK news, police are investigating two murders after a fresh spate of stabbings in the UK. A shopkeeper was killed in a knife attack in northwest London on Sunday morning. The 54-year-old victim was opening up a newsagent's in Pinner when the stabbing took place. Police believe he was attacked by a man robbing the shop. On Wednesday, a 44-year-old man was arrested in Harrow in connection with the murder and remains in custody. Officers are also investigating another incident in Somerset. Eight people have been arrested after two men were stabbed, one fatally, in a knife attack in Wells on Saturday afternoon. The killings came amid news of five other incidents involving knife violence over the weekend. Police confirmed five people were stabbed in separate attacks across the capital in less than 12 hours. The victims include a 13-year-old boy who was stabbed in Brixton shortly before midnight on Saturday. He was taken to hospital and his injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. Fifteen Conservative councillors have had their memberships quietly reinstated after being suspended for Islamophobia. Dozens of councillors were found to have posted Islamophobic or racist content online and faced an internal investigation by the party. However, a report by The Guardian revealed 15 councillors have already been reinstated in a move likely to see the party's investigation process come under scrutiny. Following the report, chairman of the Conservative Muslim Forum, Mohammed Amin, called on the party to publish its disciplinary processes. On Sunday, London Mayor Sadiq Khan hit out against Islamophobia within the Conservatives, claiming he had been repeatedly subjected to anti-Muslim abuse from party members. The Tate Group has announced it will no longer be accepting donations from the Sackler family. The Sackler Trust owns Purdue Pharma, the maker of controversial painkiller OxyContin. The company and the drug have come under fire after being linked to the US opioid epidemic. Purdue Pharma is facing thousands of US-based lawsuits over claims it aggressively marketed OxyContin and played down its addictiveness. The Tate Group, which includes galleries such as the Tate Britain in London, Tate St Ives and Tate Liverpool, said it did not think it right to seek or accept further donations from the Sacklers given the present circumstances. It has previously received £4 million from Sackler Family Trusts over a period of several years. The Sackler Trust has announced it is pausing all new philanthropic giving in the wake of the Tate's decision. The crisis charity Hestia has lodged a super complaint with the HM Inspectorate of Constabulary and Fire and Rescue Service. The complaint claims failures in policing are preventing the effective prosecution of human traffickers and hindering victims from accessing support. The super complaint is the first to be made in relation to modern slavery. The charity said the complaint was aimed at bringing light to a systematic issue in policing which sees frontline officers respond to modern slavery victims without sufficient training or experience. It outlines how insensitive treatment of victims is discouraging some from supporting investigations against their exploiters. It is the third super complaint to be issued to the inspectorate since the system was introduced in November. (laughs) Analysis by the Campaign to Protect Rural England, or CPRE, has found more than one million new homes could be built on unused land across England. The CPRE study revealed vast swathes of brownfield land, areas previously built on but now derelict, could be converted into space for the construction of new homes. The campaign group has backed the use of brownfield land, arguing its use could regenerate run-down areas while preserving precious areas of British countryside. It has identified 18,000 sites which could be used with little impact on the environment. Responding to the analysis... Housing Minister Kit Malthouse said, We're encouraging planners to prioritise building on brownfield land and working with local authorities to ensure sensible decisions are made. England manager Gareth Southgate has spoken out after the team's 5-1 win over Montenegro was overshadowed by racist abuse, saying sanctions are worthless if there is nothing alongside to help educate people. The abuse at Monday's match included monkey chants directed at England left-back Danny Rose. Southgate admitted players faced the same issues in the UK and said the sport needed to go beyond sanctions, arguing educating young fans was crucial in stamping out racism. On Tuesday, UEFA opened disciplinary proceedings against Montenegro on the charge of racist behaviour. If found guilty by UEFA, the minimum sanctions faced by Montenegro will be the partial closure of the team's stadium. Speaking after the match, England's Raheem Sterling pressed for collective sanctions, saying teams should be subjected to whole stadium bans if fans are found to racially abuse players. Jack Shepard is to be sent back to Britain after agreeing to his extradition from Georgia. The 31-year-old went on the run while facing manslaughter charges following a speedboat crash on the Thames. Charlotte Brown from Essex was killed in the crash. Shepard was found guilty of manslaughter in his absence and eventually handed himself into police in Georgia. Discussing the case, Georgian prosecutors said there was nothing to prevent Shepard being sent back to the UK. They added, He knew the boat was not in good working order and knew Charlotte Brown had no skills to control the boat and he let her control the boat. Shepherd has the right to appeal his conviction on his return to the UK. A leading adoption lawyer has spoken out against cutbacks which have left English adoption services in crisis. Lawyer Nick Priestley said government austerity had left local authorities under pressure, a situation worsened by a shortage of foster carers and a growing number of children entering the care system. His criticisms come as the government prepares to shut down England's National Adoption Register on Friday in a shake-up of the country's services. Adoption charity Quorum, which ran the register, said children were likely to lose out as a result of the closure. The charity's chief executive, Dr Carol Homden, warned there won't be anyone there proactively to find them the adoptive family that they need. The EU has provisionally agreed new vehicle safety rules, which will see all new cars sold in the UK and Europe fitted with automatic speed limiters. While Britain may have left the EU by the time the rules are implemented, the UK's vehicle regulator has pledged to match the safety standards. Speed limiters, devices which automatically slow drivers breaking the speed limit, are among a range of sweeping changes to vehicle safety rules. They will be made mandatory in all new cars from 2022, alongside automatic emergency brakes, data recorders and extra built-in lorry visibility to help lorry drivers spot cyclists and pedestrians around their vehicles. Campaigners believe the new safety features could help save 25,000 lives by 2037. More than half deportations from the UK are called off, according to investigation by The Independent. A Freedom of Information request lodged by the newspaper revealed that of 24,674 deportations issued in 2018, 15,200 were cancelled. The figures also revealed the last-minute nature of the cancellations, with 45% called off within one day of the scheduled removal date. The submission of legal representations was listed as the reason for 34% of cancellations. The rate of deportations being called off has intensified concerns thousands of people are being unfairly targeted for forced removal. Lawyers have cited the rate of cancellations as a demonstration of the home office's detained first, ask questions later attitude. In health news, NHS bosses are set to trial self-sample kits allowing women to carry out cervical cancer tests in their own homes. The DIY kits will test for human papillomavirus, or HPV, which causes 99% of cervical cancer cases. The trial will see kits posted to women in some parts of the UK. Samples will then be returned to the NHS for testing. It follows reports that the uptake of cervical cancer screenings has fallen to its lowest rate in 20 years. Robert Music, chief executive of charity Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust, said the self-sample test could be a game-changer for those who currently find screenings difficult for psychological or physical reasons. While HPV kits can currently be bought online, they are not routinely available on the NHS. New research published in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health has found almost 70,000 premature deaths could have been avoided in 2016 if people reduced the time they spent sitting down. The study found approximately 11.6% of UK deaths in 2016 were linked to long-term sedentary behaviour. Researchers believe eliminating this behaviour classes as sitting for at least six hours a day could prevent thousands of premature deaths each year. Diseases associated with sedentary lifestyles include cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes and several types of cancer. Discussing the findings, Dr Gavin Sandercock warned reducing this behaviour could be difficult because we have created a sitting-based economy but lauded the health benefits of physical activity for those in sedentary jobs. A new study from Cancer Research UK has found people who buy food and drink on promotion are more likely to be obese. Researching the food shopping habits of over 16,000 UK households, the study found those whose shop contained 40-80% to discounted products were 54% more likely to be overweight than those who avoid special offers. Almost half of chocolate, crisp and snack products are bought by consumers at promotional prices. Discussing the study, Cancer Research UK's Director of Prevention, Alison Cox, said Now we want to see restrictions on price promotions for unhealthy food and drink items, as well as those strategically placed at checkouts. There isn't one magic fix for the problem, but removing these incentives to buy unhealthy food is key to changing it. In business news. Thomas Cook has announced plans to streamline its UK business. The travel agent is set to close 21 stores with a loss of 320 retail jobs. The changes come as part of a wider efficiency programme being implemented at the chain after it issued a second profit warning and axed its dividend in November last year. Discussing the closures on Friday, Thomas Cook's chief of tour operating, Will Waggett, said today's announcement reflects the wider challenges seen on the high street, with more and more customers choosing to book online. The company said the streamlining is aimed at putting a rigorous focus on costs as the holiday market becomes increasingly competitive. Majestic Wines is to close its stores and part of a rebrand of the business. The UK's largest specialist wine retailer has announced plans to drop the Majestic name to focus on its Naked Wines brand. The move to Naked will see the retailer build on its online and international business. Majestic acquired the brand in 2015. The company's management said it was now Majestic's main driver of growth, accounting for a third of the group's sales. While the new plans will see a number of stores close, the company's management said it hoped to minimise job losses through migration to the Naked brand. The move comes as majestic attempts to tackle tough competition from supermarkets, as well as the higher costs hitting high street retailers. Waterstones has said it cannot afford to pay its booksellers the living wage after returning to profit two years ago. The statement from managing director James Daunt comes in response to an open letter from over 1,300 authors to the book chain, backing a petition for the wage increase. The petition argues booksellers working for less than the living wage are stressed and left with little time to read books and keep up with industry news, Tasks already undertaken outside work hours. Responding to the letter, Daunt said its signatories were preaching to the converted, but the chain could not raise base pay levels without having to cut costs elsewhere. The UK living wage is £9 an hour, or £10.55 for those working in Greater London. Sports Direct is weighing up a bid for Debenham's on the condition it installs Mike Ashley as the department store's chief executive. Ashley's sports retail group is already Debenham's largest shareholder owning a 29.7% stake in the business. It is now considering making a £61.4 million bid to take full control of the chain. On the condition the company accepts Ashley's leadership and abandons any refinancing or insolvency plans, Sports Direct has offered 5 pence a share for Debenhams, well above the 2.2 pence rate its shares were trading at on Tuesday. Debenhams has previously resisted Sports Direct's takeover attempts and would not comment on the potential bid. It is battling for survival amid poor trading conditions and problems with suppliers. In environment news, David Attenborough has hit out at Donald Trump over his failure to recognise climate change, saying there are none so blind as those who will not see. The British naturalist has pledged to confront Trump on his sceptical stance towards global warming, should he ever meet him. Attenborough said, I have no idea as to whether I could convince Trump, but it would be cowardly not to take up the challenge, would it not? Speaking ahead of the release of his new series, Our Planet, Attenborough said there was still time to reverse the harmful impact of climate change. In a hopeful message, the veteran broadcaster said, we can put things right tomorrow if we have the will. As a new survey has found almost two-thirds of teachers would support a ban on cars outside schools during drop-off and pick-up times. The study from the walking and cycling charity Sustrans found 43% of teachers are concerned by idling car engines running outside school gates. Nearly two-thirds of teachers also believe air pollution is a problem because their school is based on or near a busy road. Xavier Bryce, CEO of Sustran, said idling car engines and snarled up roads poison the air and our children's bodies across the UK. Our survey makes it clear that teachers want urgent action to clean up toxic fumes. The charity survey follows a Public Health England report published earlier this month, which found long-term exposure to air pollution contributes to between 28,000 and 36,000 deaths each year in the UK. Elsewhere in the world, Jerry Borg of the World Food Programme has spoken out on the destruction caused by Cyclone Idai. Satellite images released last week show a 125 kilometer long inland lake which has formed as a result of floodwaters brought by the cyclone. Borg said, given the size of the lake we are seeing on the satellite images, we need to ask, where are the people who are living there? The flooding is thought to have wiped out entire villages and communities in Mozambique, Malawi and Zimbabwe. Discussing the scale of the disaster... Borg said rescuers were currently unable to assess how many lives have been lost. He said, That's the question. This was one of the most densely populated areas in Mozambique when the cyclone hit. At least 761 people have been confirmed dead in the disaster. Diana Ross has defended Michael Jackson in the wake of the Leaving Neverland documentary. The two-part film features interviews with Wade Robson and James Safechuck, who alleged Jackson subjected them to years of sexual abuse as children. Singer Diana Ross appeared to hit out at the allegations in a tweet on Saturday, writing I believe and trust that Michael Jackson was and is a magnificent, incredible force. Referencing one of her hits, the singer called on Jackson's critics to stop in the name of love. Ross's comments follow those of Barbara Streisand. Streisand faced a backlash after voicing support for Jackson, saying You can say molested, but those children, as you heard say, they were thrilled to be there. She has since apologised, adding that she felt nothing but sympathy for Jackson's alleged victims. The Pentagon has authorised the diversion of $1 billion for the construction of a wall on the US-Mexico border. The funds will be handed to army engineers for the building of around 57 miles of border fencing. The $1 billion payment is the first funding to be directed to the wall under Donald Trump's declaration of a national emergency in February. The president has described the situation at the US southern border as a crisis and bypassed Congress to build the wall, insisting a fiscal barrier is needed to keep out foreign criminals. Democrats have protested against the new diverted funding, arguing the transfer had been made without the approval of Congressional Defence Committees. NASA has been forced to cancel its plans for the first all-female spacewalk after the space agency found it did not have enough correctly-sized astronaut suits. Two female astronauts were due to walk outside the International Space Station on 29th of March in a first-of-its-kind mission. However, NASA has delayed the plans after astronaut Anne McLean was found to need a medium rather than a large-sized suit. Only one correctly sized suit will be available by Friday when the mission is scheduled to take place, meaning McLean will need to give up her place to a male colleague. The news was greeted with disappointment on social media. However, Emily Lakdawalla, a senior editor at the Planetary Society, said safety was the primary concern, adding an all-woman spacewalk will eventually happen. A New York City suburb has banned unvaccinated children from public spaces following an outbreak of measles. Rockland County has declared a state of emergency as it battles to control the disease, having recorded 153 new cases of measles since October, in a ban introduced earlier this week. Under-18s who have not been vaccinated are prohibited from entering public places for the next 30 days. The Centre for Disease Control and Prevention said cases around New York State had largely occurred among unvaccinated people in Orthodox Jewish communities, linked to travellers who had brought the disease back from overseas. However, further outbreaks have occurred in Texas, Illinois and California. The rise has been linked to false information spread by anti-vaccination activists. Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson issued an angry statement on Wednesday after all charges were dropped against Jussie Smollett. The US actor had been accused of staging a homophobic racist attack after alleging he was assaulted by two masked men. All charges against Smollett have now been dropped after he cut a deal with prosecutors. Johnson said... It was Mr Smollett who committed this hoax, period. If he wanted to clear his name, the way to do that was in a court of law. The actor has maintained his innocence throughout, and his lawyers now insist his record has been wiped clean. The mayor of Chicago joined the city's police force in condemning the prosecutor's decision. Rahm Emanuel described the deal as a whitewash of justice and said Smollett had been let off scot-free with no sense of the moral and ethical wrong. Our facts of the week are scientists in southwest China have cloned a star police dog. DNA was taken from seven-year-old Hua Huangma, who was described as the Sherlock Holmes of police dogs and won a series of awards for helping crack cases. The DNA was used to create a puppy named Kunshun. Police hope the cloned puppy will be as effective as Hua Huangma, saving the force valuable training time and costs. Collector Victoria McLean owns 3,686 items of Harry Potter memorabilia, according to an official count this week. The Potter superfan has earned herself the Wizarding World collection record for the largest collection of J.K. Rowling-related items. Discussing her newly won title, the 38-year-old from Tonna Whale said, I'll never stop collecting until I really, really have to. I don't smoke, I rarely drink, this is my vice. The collection has an estimated worth of £100,000. British Airways has been forced to issue an apology after a flight destined for Dusseldorf ended up in Edinburgh. Passengers were only made aware of the error when the pilot announced they were about to land in the Scottish capital. The mistake was blamed on a paperwork error. The plane quickly refuelled and flew to its correct destination three and a half hours behind schedule. And finally, 65 people were treated for poisonous spider bites in English hospitals between April 2017 and March last year. NHS figures have revealed a variety of unusual injuries, including 47 people seeking treatment following contact with venomous snakes and lizards, and at least seven people treated after being attacked by crocodiles.
1: That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.